Kurt B. Burbson. Kurt B. Blurbson. Kurt B. Burbson now. Kurt B. Burbson. Kurt B. Blurbson. It's Kurt's Burbs Blurbs time now. Kurt's Burbs Blurbs time now. What up, neighbor? And welcome to Kurt's Burbs Blurbs, the podcast where I, Dr. Kurt Money, get to talk about Tom Hanks' best movie, The Burbs. The 1989 Joe Dante classic, a movie where Tom Hanks and some buds suspect their neighbors are killing people and eating them, so they want to find out. A femur just happens to be a human thigh bone, right? But that is just scratching the surface of what this movie is, okay? And I plan to talk about every inch of this thing, and I'm so excited to. But, okay, deep breaths, Kurt. Why so edgy? Come on. Come on. Try decaf. Come on. Yeah, I know what you're probably thinking like, oh, Kurt Money, Dr. Kurt Money, when did he go to school to up that? Doctor? You don't believe that this guy's a real doctor, do you? Come on. So here's the deal. I love the burbs. I can't stop watching the burbs. I can't stop thinking about the burbs. I like, I bought new shorts and like clothes and stuff. And I picked things that are colors of the burbs, like fuchsia or purple and turquoise and light blue. And I want to like wear all the outfits that everybody is in the movie. I want to be surrounded by the burbs. I want to think about the burbs. I want to talk about the burbs. I want to be watching the 1989 Joe Dante masterpiece that has all but consumed my life since August 29th of this year. And now to date, I have watched it 39 times. Now, I pause because when I first got this idea for this podcast, I had seen it 31 times. But I've tried to record this thing, and honestly, I get so (laughs) into the burbs, I'm like, shit, I just want to watch the burbs again. So I'll watch it. (laughs) I just watched it right now. I'm going to go see it in a movie theater tomorrow. Oh, exactly, in exactly 12 hours from now. Oh, but this will be up because i got to be able to promote this thing while I'm there. And I'm going to be wearing my Halloween costume where I'm Ray Peterson, which is Tom Hanks' character in the movie. I'm the cover. I'm the, I'm the box cover look, where he's got the hose and the spatula and the PJ pants and the tan shirt and the robe. So I got the robe pretty spot on. Amazon, well done. The t-shirt and the pants, they don't make a lot of dudes' PJ pants in teal. So I bought some women's ones, super comfy. And then a tan shirt with the breast pocket, also tough, but I found it. Anyway, I'm going to wear that, and I want to be able to tell people to listen to this. Where else is a better spot to plug a Burbs podcast than at a screening of the Burbs that just so happens to be in your neck of the woods? It's crazy. Who said that? Willard Scott? Oh, Roker did, didn't he? Or does? Does? What's he up to? Is he still with us? So anyway, point is, I say August 29th. That's when this movie clicked for me, and all of a sudden I couldn't stop watching it. I mean, back to back to back. Some days, I'd watch it like two and a half times. And at first I was like terrified at this thing. Once they get in here, it's over, pal. And I go to my therapist and be like, I don't know, I'm watching this movie. Makes me feel pretty good. And it's a dope movie. It might be like the greatest movie of all time. But I'm worried about how often I watch it and how much I think about it and blah, 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 blah. So we had this game plan for me to only watch it once a day and then to only watch it every other day and so on and so on. And I did okay with those assignments. But you know what? It hit me. I kind of don't want to stop watching the burbs. I don't want to stop thinking or talking about the burbs. So I've decided to, with apologies to my therapist, I've decided to lean in on this burbs and I'm going to see where it takes me. This is what I need, Carol. I, I need this. 
That's what this podcast is going to be. It's going to be this a documentation of me leaning a thousand percent it's your vacation. into something that I'm obsessing over at the moment. Now, I've had stuff like this before, like, for instance, MacGruber, funniest movie ever made. It was, boy, it's tough. I feel like I'm cheating on MacGruber with how much I love the burbs. And also because I don't have any tattoos, but I want to get the burbs tattooed on my arm. And at the title card, burbs. With that font, the closest I can find is Columbia Serial, but I'm just going to trace it from the movie. Good, honey. But anyway, I decided to lean in, and I'm going to watch and do... I'm gonna, Every Burbs instinct I have, I'm going to entertain it. All of it. And once a week, I'm going to release an update on where I am with my Burbs in. So that's number one. I'm just going to lean in on this, and now that I'm doing a podcast, it's like, well, I can't stop. I'm obligated to just watch it and talk about it. So, so that's part one. Done. I knew this was going to happen. What? Part two. Here's part two. Nothing. What, Carol? I got a real problem with how little the burb stuff there is on the internet. It started already. I mean, it is a week showing. There are like a few fan-made art things that are dope. Then there's the vinyl that Waxwork did that I totally got that is super dope. But for a guy who is just desperate to throw all the money he has and the money he doesn't have at burbs things... There's just not enough options for me to burn my dough on. And this is me. I'm talking to you next to the Laserdisc in a frame, the VHS, and then a poster for the VHS, the original. It's pretty cool. Anyway, I want this podcast, this weekly check-in on the burbs with me and the burbs and got other cool segments related to the burbs. Plus, I'm just going to talk about the movie, The Burbs. Also, the word the burbs is fun to say. Just say it. The burbs. Burbsin. Always be burbsin. The burbs. The burps. It's fun. I like the word. I like the color scheme. It's like classic 80s Tom Hanks. Okay. It's Rick Dukeman in a role that is criminally underappreciated. I just, this guy, uh, RIP, passed away a few years ago. But the legacy he leaves, he leaves behind with this performance as Art Weingartner, it is just, it's incredible. It's incredible. It's like that, you know that high you got when you first started watching stuff with Kate McKinnon in it? You know, where you just want to watch her the whole time. Like Ghostbusters 2016, Answer the Call. No hating. I love that movie. Saw it three times in the theater. But the whole time you're watching it, it's like there's a movie going on if you just sit there and watch Kate McKinnon. Because every, she's using just every moment on screen. And that's what Rick Dukeman is doing in The Burbs. And, you know, you watch the special features and Joe Dante talks about how other big name people were passed on because he wanted this guy. And he's absolutely perfect fit absolutely perfect okay and his relationship with tom hanks on set apparently was also kind of button heads a little bit like rick bugged tom the same way that art bugs ray because like rick was like this boisterous canadian stand-up comic and hanks is here riding high off a of big they're shooting this in like may of 88 so big is out and huge like tom hanks is at the he's like oh a-list what's up i'm gonna be here for decades Nice to see everybody. That's why they're shooting the burbs. As a matter of fact, now that the burbs blew up and he was like this leading man, he didn't want to have a kid in the movie because he has David or Dave, who is like seven or something, because he didn't want to uh, seem like an old guy with a kid. Like, I don't know. But then also, apparently, he had his kid on set with him, Colin Hanks. Isn't that wild? And I have friends who saw a screen of the burbs with Colin Hanks talking about that fact. Oh, can you imagine? That's like, I got to watch MacGruber with Will Forte. 
at a theater in LA and I got to ask him a question and he kind of laughed and the crowd laughed. It was like, I mean, I peaked then. It was like 2014. That might've been the peak. Oh, it was great. He did like a live commentary of it recently. I was at another podcast taping, so I couldn't go, but I guess I could have shot there after because I went to an early show. But honestly, I didn't want to go and spoil the memory I have of watching it with him in the theater and everybody cracking up and then getting to ask him if I can have the notebook with the KFBR 392 in it. Good times. Anyway, back to Burbs. You got it. I want to be adding Burbs content to the internet on a weekly basis and on a daily basis, actually. So I'm doing the IG thing. I'm going all out with this. The number of insane URLs that I bought that I will now renew every year for the rest of my life. It's like I still own Mindgrape stuff, which was the name of my Tumblr in like 08. I was Mindgrapes for a long time. But I got like Burbson.com. I got Weeby Burbson. I got Kirby Burbson. I think I got Always Be Burbson. If I don't, nobody squat on that. Because I'll probably want it for some stupid reason. Anyway getting off track we got a real problem as i watch this a million times and love it and fall more and more in love with it and try and convince everybody that it's that the burbs is the best of all time or t-b-i-t-b-o-a-t to bitboat i've just been so nervous about putting this out there you know because you think like people are like oh you're gonna do a podcast on one movie and it's the burbs no i I didn't see that and i say well if you're questioning why i would want to talk about the burbs on a weekly basis then we need to break up as friends because that's insanity. Whoa! It's to Bitboat. See, I was about to say it again. The Burbs is the best of all time. What? I can't tell you how many times I got to this microphone. And also, I bought friggin' podcast mics with good old PayPal credit. Oh, boy. Oof. Oh, boy. I don't know how to do this. But I gotta use this. So, so I was nervous to, like, record it or whatever. So I ate a number of edibles, and I am quite baked at the moment. Relax if my fam listens to this. It is legal in California. So I'm going to record this now. I had all these ideas for like post-production stuff. Like, you know, you just want to like play with it and make it like segments in a radio show. Maybe I get, I'll get there, but I really got to be consistent with posting this because again, I bought the gear. And two, I'm, if I'm going to lean into the burbs and ignore my therapist and my psychiatrist advice and pretty much go against certain meds that I'm taking or that I just started taking for stuff like this, OCD. To justify going against that and being like, nah, mom, I'm cool. I'll see you at Christmas. Everything's dope. I'm going to have this podcast to go to. Now, it's not just going to be me talking burbs. It's going to be that a lot. Even when I'm talking non-burbs, I'm going to be able to Kevin Bacon game myself back to the burbs. And we'll do so. I mean, it's pretty easy with Tom Hanks involved. And Carrie Fisher gets his Star Wars. I mean, come on. Oh, I mean, Dick Miller's in this movie. Hello. That's all you need right there. What the hell is wrong with these people? He has a right to know, Vic. When we can go to TV, Wendy Shaw is a voice on American Dad. So imagine the guest stars they had on there. I feel like I gotta watch American Dad now in order to see if they make any Burbs references. Says who? I could Google it, but I do I need to do it organically? God, I hope not, because that's like 20 seasons. I remember watching it the first season and think it was pretty funny when the dog... Was it? There was like an old dog that farted dust. A dog farting dust to show that the dog is old. <laughs> One of the funniest things I've ever, it's, that's a, that's a good joke. That is a solid joke. Anyway, so if I talked about that, that's still burbs. And I'm going to talk a little bit about the plot today. Actually, I'm going to talk about the first shot of the movie. Literally the first shot. As soon as it cuts, bye-bye. That's next week. But I'm, I'm so going to regret this. I'm going to regret this. 
but I'm going to post it. I gotta, you got all those stupid, you got all those stupid URLs, dude. Okay, focus, focus. God, I feel like I should do this in the dark because I'm staring at a Burbs poster and all I keep thinking about is like, they don't have the spire and like the circle window on the Clopex house in the poster. And I think that they added that. See, look, I, uh, very distracted by this movie and also super stoned, which is super legal. Okay, last time I'm gonna say that. So this podcast, weekly check-ins and how my burb session is going. Burb session? I like that. You think I planned that or other than did not. That just happened. Very high. I've got other burbs words waiting for you. Like burbstree. Wait till you hear my burbstree because it's a rocky road, my friends. That's not me being sarcastic. I legit got a bombshell. And it's burbs related and it's about my past and I'm not happy about it. And we'll get to that in a second. Come on. Anyway, every once in a while, I'm going to have friends or colleagues or fingers crossed my former therapist. I'm trying to get her for the season finale in February. But uh, I have friends on. They got to watch the burbs. And I can supply them the copy in any format they choose. Or they can come over to the Kurt Cave and watch it. You're not invited. I got a 120-inch projection screen in a studio, and all the walls are dark blue. And then I have the window behind the projector screen <laughs> duct-taped and tin-foiled and cardboarded so no light can get in. <laughs> so it's very cave-like. And I spell cave with a K. So my name's Kurt. Dr. Kurt Money, pathologist, well-respected. Pathologist, my friend. Back to the story at hand, which is Burbson. A-B-B, always be Burbson. Take care of this nitwit. Uh, I'm going to have people on, and they can do two things. They could agree with me that the Burbs are the best, but, but, and we could talk about how funny it is and how hilarious it is and how, like, it's like this brilliant live-action cartoon. Ooh, look at my fingers. My fingernails are that takes place in one single setting that still exists today. I mean, the street does. The houses are all different. Supposedly, Walters isn't, but I need picture proof. Anyway, lot to talk about there. Morning, Walter. So people come on and say, like, dude, doctor, the good doctor, you're so right. You're so right. It's so dope. Or they could say, dude, real talk. Maybe your therapist was right. Maybe this is a compulsion. Like, what are you trying to avoid here, bro? What are you trying to escape from? And they could say that, and I've... I'll talk about it, and I'll be open about it, because, I mean, listen, part of that could be true, or all of it. I got a lot going on that I would love to avoid, but no, it's like I always have to deal with it. I got divorced a few years ago. That's okay. All good there. <laughs> Friends with the ex. Oh, you think that's funny, Ricky? She's going to be a guest on the show, too. <laughs> uh, I did just start taking medicine for OCD, because I do some weird stuff with my fingers and counting, and among many other things. But I take other meds for other stuff, like I think we all do. These days. Oh, Ricky Butler says. Which I support. I also see a therapist. I also support that. I don't support going against him like I'm doing. Unless you're also into the burps, then I say, boom, do it. Where's the lunatic? I mean, there could be an argument to us. Something about this movie. It's not there. Something about it calms me in a way. It could be good or bad. I mean, it depends the way you look at it. Because anything that I've gotten in my life has been from me obsessing about stuff. It's what's got me work. It's what's got me on, like, when I played sports. Like I hustled. And when I love something, I like fall into it hardcore. So I don't know, like, is this a bad thing that I want to watch this movie all the time? Could it be? Because when I do watch it, it's like I can't look away. This is not a passive thing for me. Like I had to stop listening to the soundtrack at work on repeat because I was like, I'll just watch the movie. And I'll be like, dude, you're at work. <laughs> so I don't watch it at work or do I? <laughs> anyway, I, uh, uh -huh. I really think I'm going to try and release this with no edits. Just say fuck it, because it could only get better. Uh -huh. There's no flag on Rumsfeld's pole. 
on this poster. This poster is real trouble. I really think I got to start doing this in the dark. It's good to have the cans on over both ears because then I talk and it doesn't bother me what's what the dude task at hand. Please listen to yourself. I got to watch this movie front to back. It like makes me feel calm and like it's like a weird large peanut shaped thing in this center of my rib cage calming thing. Satanist, huh? Ritual killer. Can I get the chills? Like I got them right now thinking about it. Like I said, there's something about the color palette and the dance of the jokes and the soundtrack. God, we got to I'm going to be talking about the soundtrack for days and days. It is the best soundtrack of all time by Goldsmith himself. All-star. Absolute all-star. You guys can keep your Williams. I mean, nothing wrong with John Williams. He's also cool. But JG is my boy, and it's because of this score right here. I mean, it's got barking dogs. It's got squeak toys. It's unbelievable. Like when the movie opens and we first go to the Universal and it rings in with the... It sounds like we're in like a big wet basement. There's water dripping places and it's echoing or something. It's just really cool. I love it. And the... God, the dog. And the fact that he brings the... He brings the dog into it when we're seeing Queenie... Go to take a dump in Rumsfield's lawn. Walter's dog just took a dump on Rumsfield's lawn again. So it's like, why? Good, honey. Anyway, it's wild because it's not the sound the dog is making. Queenie's not going, ruff, 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 ruff. But the score is. And then later when we do the dog, it, it, it could almost be for Vince. So it's like he got super literal. It was like dogs walking, dog sound time. And then later when Vince is around the car, it's like, bring me the dog back. I'm into it. I mean, I think it's all aces. All aces. God, I love this score so much. I got the vinyl. I love vinyl. Another thing I love to burn my dough on is some vinyls. But I'm like so... I hate how many times you gotta get up to change it. That's the only thing. Like, I want to try and live my life like analog and like be all cool, but there's some cool shit that comes with, you know, iPhones. Let's talk about the burps. No. About a nine on the tension scale, Rube. So maybe this is an escape. Got divorced a few years ago. Then like a year after that, I came out as pansexual. And Miley Cyrus talked about it. And I, the definition made sense to me. Because I had sex with a trans woman. When I was coming out, I didn't know. I was nervous to like do it right. One of the Huns came out of the cave. Because I was into women, but also into men. But I also had never been with the man. I rectified that recently. More on that later. Uh... And then when I was with the trans woman, I didn't know. Like, I wanted to be completely honest and open and accept everything about it and not be ashamed of it, which I'm not. So I wanted something that was, all, like, all-encompassing because I was, was worried if I said bye and people are like, well, what about... People really love to try and catch you out on why you are or aren't the thing that you said you are. And to be honest, I'm sitting here like, I'm not knocking boots enough to justify talking about it even this much. To be honest, I mean, I kind of came out to people. I came out to people I knew, but I still didn't really act on it. Then I dated a lady for a few months, and it's just frustrating because it's something that's like torn at me, like pecked at me forever, of worrying about if I was the right that I was coming off gay or people knew they knew my secrets or all that good stuff. Like I felt too gay, but it's weird now. Things are so much better, progressive, and I live in LA. It's 2019. Now it's like I worry I'm not gay enough 
But again, I'm not not enough boot knocking to justify this convo. I feel like I'm into anything and everything, but I'm still just a guy who just jerks off every few days. My wife is home! Except for, okay, so I was with a dude for the first time two months ago. Like we did mouth stuff, variations of mouth stuff. But it was first time for everything for me. And I was really hoping it was going to be like a... I was really hoping everything was going to click into place and, like, make sense. Nobody knocks off an old man in my neighborhood and gets away with it. Like, all the nerves and guilt and shame that I would feel when I was having sex with a woman, Ooh. my wife or girlfriend or whoever. Pretty girl. The shame of, like, oh, but other things also I like or what, like, whatever that shame is, that shit was still there when I was doing the mouse stuff with this guy. Like, I was still just as guilt-ridden and... Nervous. Came with the frame. Same shit happened. Still in my head. I couldn't believe it. I, I thought for sure everything was going to make sense. And then I was going to be like, whoa, maybe I'm just straight up gay because this was so dope. And it was dope. Don't get me wrong. It was, it was super, super dope. dope. But there were these curt hurdles, curdles, if you will, that I set up for myself and then run at and try and jump. But then somebody says my name at the last second and I trip over it. That's what a curdle is. It's like a clavin. Says who? Cheers. What up? Speaking of cheers. Kid next door is a meatball. Norm's relationship with Vera is very similar to Art's relationship with his wife. So why didn't you go with Suzette to her mother's house? Heck, I'm eating here, okay? Can you imagine me and the two of them alone for a week? I'd rather chew broken glass. My wife is home. <laughs> that cue. Oh my god, that cue. My wife is home! Play it again. My wife is home! Ba-boom. Love it. So anyway, oh my god. Look what I just did talking about sex stuff, real talk time, and then all of a sudden I, I start talking burps. Sure was damp today. So I suppose you could make the argument, this is an escape for me. It is a compulsion. Because boys, it feel good when I talk about it, or think about it, or watch it. God, I love this street. Which I'm totally going to do again after this, because I realized they have it on stars. Now, I hate stars, but I gave them, <laughs> I attached my PayPal to it that cannot be charged with anything, trust me. And I made up a Gmail account so I could get another free trial of it. And now I feel like I got to watch it. I got to watch it in every format. Like I watch the work print. I've got a few different like remasters of it. Well, I watch them both. This VHS I'm dying to watch. I want to watch this laser disc, but I mean, he was a friggin' laser disc, right? Anyway, so this podcast is going to be, it's, it's either going to be a documentation for those that care about me as I slip slowly into burbsness. Burbsness? I guess so. I don't know. So it could be that. Or maybe I'm right into Bitboat, and everybody just has to see the burbs that it's a perfect work of art. And uh, I had some catchphrase about All Hail Dante or something I was going to do. But I had all sorts of catchphrases for this. Just you wait. And acronyms? Is that what they are? Anyway, I'm just glad I recorded this properly this time. Here's the Here's the wild thing, though. Here's the crazy thing. Okay, my whole plan was I was going to talk about the plot of the Burbs for 14 minutes. And when I did that, when I had it on stereo and not these friggin' mics, when I did that, like I talked about the movie 14 minutes. I made it through the zoom in on the globe. And it, listen, it was fascinating stuff. And you'll hear, hear it eventually. <laughs> but I think I'm going to save that for another rap. This whole premise, this whole 14 thing, I want to mention because I feel like it's a good death. Description of what's going on in the old mind grapes. Oop, there it is again. Mind grapes, what up? Uh, God, where am I, dude? See, this, oh God, I wish I wasn't so forgetful when you're stoned. Because I'm so happy. 
mean, like, even when I'm not stoned, afterwards, you feel pretty, pretty good. I don't know, it's weird. Like, I had this meeting the other day, and when I have to do, like, a pitch thing, I stay up the whole night because, A, I'm usually working up to the last minute on my presentation. Been awfully quiet, Ray. And B, because I feel like I'm more loosey-goosey in the room. Maybe we could have a little participation here? And it just so happened... For this one, I accidentally did it two nights in a row. So I was like, you know, 15 energy drinks deep or something. 72 hours. Boy, I really hope my mom does not figure out what podcasts are. <laughs> I feel like she's going to listen to this and freak out. I told her I'd stop, but I can't. Energy drinks, they're really tasty. And I got to lose weight for this bet. Because I got to be at 192.2 by January 8th and I get $1,000. But if, I, if I'm not and I don't lose 75 pounds... Then I gotta pay Mudo a thousand bucks, but I don't have a thousand dollars. So the other option is I have to tattoo Mudo wins on my arm. Ugh. And there was a point in October where I was like, you know what, why not? So I was thinking in my mind of designing it with the Burbs font that would say Mudo wins because I was like, at least this way, when I tell people that I failed, and this is my daily reminder, I also have to tell them about the Burbs because they're like, what's up with that font? Now, luckily, I snapped out of that. And I started to crush it. And I'm now only 11 pounds away. Which is super dope. Big deal. And you know what? And I realized I'm going to win this $1,000. And I'm going to use some of that dough to pay for a Burbs tattoo. Now, I'm anti-tattoo for me because I'm a hairy dude. And my weight fluctuates. I mean, this is a perfect example. And also, I don't, I can't think of any opinions I've held long enough that I would want them tattooed on my body. Because in the past, here are the tattoos I was going to get. A Dancy Nancy. <laughs> The Dave, like, fire dancer lady. That was me and O-Dub's idea, my cousin. <laughs> and then at one point, when I was, like, super atheist, well, I'm still there, or agnostic, or whatever. That's a whole other conversation that I don't want to have. But in high school, I was, like, super, like, anti. And I had this tattoo that was an anagram, an anagram or an acronym. One of those things where the letters stand for words of a Ben Harper song. Looks like an upside down cross, and it's like, whoa, that's heavy stuff. I had drawn it in pencil, and was like, this is the tat that I'm gonna get. And it's so disgusting, and I'm cringing describing it to you right now. And it's like, thank God I didn't get those tattoos. And here I am thinking, well, the Burbs is the greatest thing of all time. So I do want to get the tattoo on the arm. And I love that it's the only one. Like, if I was just a dude that was tatted up, if I had like sleeves and stuff, it'd be like, yeah, cool. We know you like movies, but I feel like it's cooler if my skin is otherwise tattooless and instead full of hair. But on this right forearm, I'm left-handed. No, my left arm is hairier right there. And I have a scar here from when I threw my television through my kitchen window in my apartment in Chicago in college. <laughs> I don't drink anymore. <laughs> but I sure did back then. And I cut my arm. Ooh, ouch. Um... Hmm, that's a fun story. Let's talk about the burbs. There's a lot of stuff that I want this podcast to solve burbs-wise. I mean, honestly, like the model that they use in the opening, like that was a real model. I want to know if it still exists because I want it. Like I know the Death Star still exists somewhere. So somewhere is Mayfield Place, the 600 block, West Block. Is that how you say it? God, I want it. And I would stick it in my cave here, my studio, 13 by 14 feet. It's like that Wesley Snipes movie. Is it? Murder at 1600, where he, like, has a model Civil War or something, and like, he makes him explode. 
to evade capture one time. And there's tunnels into the White House. Is this the same movie? I believe it is. <laughs> His best is Drop Zone, though, probably, right? Yeah, come on. There is so much to talk about this movie. And just imagine it was a Star Wars. And I love Star Wars. Mandalorian, super dope. I love the new ones. I love Last Jedi, Force Awakens. I love the old ones. Of course, the prequels suck. Like, I'm, I'm a normal, average Star Wars fan. And one who's obviously north of 30, because I'm not pro-prequels. <laughs> but, like, I want to live in the world of the burbs. I want to live on the street. I want to wear the colors. I want to think about the movie all the time. Like, I like just watching stuff that was related to this. Like, there's a painting that the doctor does. I find painting relaxes me. Of, like, surgery that... Rumsfeld doesn't know which way is up with it, which is pretty funny. In the commentary, the historian guy suggests that Rumsfeld doesn't have a soul. I don't know. I think he's projecting something. Seems a little hoity-toity for Rumsfeld. But the internet says that that painting appears in an episode of Night Gallery. Night Gallery was Rod Serling's follow-up to Twilight Zone. And I had never heard of it. And it turns out, like, each episode he would introduce a story by a painting by him and then the episode would be about that painting or the title would inspire it or whatever and the internet said that that painting was from one of those episodes i could not find proof of this everything quoted the same piece you know what i mean like there's that movie trivia that exists in the internet because one dumb dumb posted it on imdb trivia 15 years ago and then it got repeated and recycled and repeated so i desperately wanted to see if this was true so i literally one, started watching Night Gallery on IMDb TV with, like, commercials. That's how much I wanted to watch this. Oh, boy. God, it's like when I tried to watch the Joe Dirt sequel on Crackle. It's like, I love me some Dirt Day. Dirt Day is my boy, but Crackle and commercials. Ugh. Anyway, uh, let's get back to the burbs, and here's the deal. I want to get this right out front, because uh, I didn't want somebody to dig this up. If for some reason other people listen to this other than me, and... Well, not my mom. Just me. If other people listen to it other than me, maybe they do some digging on the internet and they're like, wait a minute. I got a full disclosure. From like 2011 to 2013, I hosted a few web shows for MSN Now. Uh, it was like their answer to BuzzFeed. Boy, was it a piece of shit. Oh my God. It was laughable. But anyway, I got to, I got paid to host shows for them and it was delightful. Uh... It never reached those heights, salary as ever again. It was a pretty good time, but I did a little video on Tom Hanks. I did one on Meryl Streep too. That's pretty good. I love the Streepster. Oof. Let's talk She Devil. Uh, I did a I did an episode of Tom Hanks, and in this episode, I talked about how awesome he was and how he's in so many great movies. And blah, 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 blah. I go ahead and rank these movies and uh, just listen. I'm going to play it. This is from like May 2012. Was I ever so young and stupid? Listen to this idiot. I don't think I love more movies by one guy than I do his laundry list of awesome movies. The closest anyone comes is maybe Harrison Ford. I mean, I'm really struggling to come up with a way to talk about his movies in under three minutes. I know. Uh, you know what? I'm just going to list my faves. Forrest Gump, duh. Saving Private Ryan. Catch Me If You Can. The Money Pit. Crazy underrated, by the way. <laughs> Big, Joe vs. Volcano, Sleepless in Seattle, You Got Mail, The Terminal, It's Good, Don't Hate, <laughs> Castaway, Green Mile, Turner and Hooch, That Thing You Do, The Burbs, there's gotta be one I'm forgetting. What is it? <laughs> I, 
when I when I first remembered that and I pulled up the Tom Hanks episode and watched that, I was my jaw was on the floor. Like I felt like I had betrayed myself ten times over. Fourteenth, fourteenth, I ranked the Burps. Because he, here I am, I feel like such a phony. Because like for one, at that point, two thousand twelve, I I had never seen the Burps. And the clip I used, the audio was out of sync. Oh God, what an idiot! So disgraceful. Oh, I'm so mad at myself. But I there's literally proof of me on the internet saying that Burps is not only not to Bitboat, but it's not even to Bitboat of T Hanks's filmography. It's only his 14th best movie since 2012, Kurt. There with his half full head of hair. Not a care in the world. Just running his mouth. But this is Tom Hanks' best movie. It's Carrie Fisher's best movie. It's Bruce Stern's best movie. It's the Feld Dog's best movie. If you had anything to do with the Burbs, it's your best movie because it is the best. And I want to tell people about it and I want to talk about it and I want to research it and I want to like get to the bottom of stuff. Like, did a day change after Ray went inside to watch television? Because he's wearing slacks. Everybody's in different outfits. Ricky Butler's across the street giving his God, I love the street speech. This is my neighborhood. And then he goes inside, they're watching Jeopardy, and he's got like dockers on. What the hell? But I have a theory that he was outside smoking a stogie. So when he went in, he had to change so he didn't smell. So he got off the smoky clothes and put on something new. But then he put on like dockers? What the hell? I am in comfs the second I am through the doors into the Kirk Cave. Okay? I'll never wear a single thing that has like a button or a zipper on it when I'm in the cave. But if I did, they would be undone. Because that's the cave lifestyle. You enter at your own risk. It's pretty rough place in here. It's uh, a number of things I have to return and like boxes and dirty clothes and... Oh, God. Let's talk about the burps. Uh, I just, I can't believe I was so dumb as to lie about the rankings. Like I left Apollo 13 off because I don't care for Apollo 13. It bores me, my friend. It bores me. I also said Forrest Gump was number one. Wrong, sir. I mean, what the fuck, dude? Sure was damp today. 14th. My God. It's not. It's number one across the board. Tens across the board. Here's the craziest thing, though. 2012, I hadn't seen the Burbs yet, so that wasn't a fair ranking. So it's like, I can't trust anything I said back then. I feel like a feature in this is going to be like Kurt v. Kurt. Because if I find myself running my mouth about other bullshit between 2011 and 13, I'm going to argue with it and say, haha, you dummy, you might still have kind of hair. But you're talking out of your ass, son. Don't talk to me like that. I'm your elder. I'm future current Kurt. For Kurt. That's me. Fuck, where was I? Ah, oh, think, dude. Get out of here before it's an hour. You gotta edit this thing, bro. You still gotta design, like, the app cover. Oh, boy. We didn't even talk about the movie. We'll do that next time. Uh, ooh, a non-burbs blip. I'm, uh, finally watching the Prisoner Blu-rays. I have the Region 2. It's literally, like, $300 cheaper than the out-of-print... Uh, region 1 North American release, which I rented from Netflix years ago, and I wish I had, like, kept. But who cares? Because I got, like, the Region 2. I got an international player over here. What's it called? Jesus Christ, I'm high. It's like I got to get on a bus to get on a train to go get my burbs on. The draft house. Oof. They dropped the check in the third act climax of the movie. People are trying to, like, figuring out tip when we're supposed to be here watching the Clopex house blow up. Ugh. God, and that's going to happen tomorrow. Fuck. You know what? That'll be an update for episode two. 
What was the crowd like? Did you tell them about this podcast, Dr. Kurt Money? Did everybody like your outfit? Were you allowed to bring the hose in? That's a good question. Were you allowed to bring the hose in? And the spatula, dude, you got to do the spatula. It's just sitting over there in the dishes. Oh, my God. Oof. Okay, anyway, I'm mad. I mean, it bums me out how little the internet knows about the burps. And I plan to change that. And I will have friends and family and other people who care about me come on and try to talk me out of it if they feel it is a bad idea. But I have a feeling that when they watch the burbs, they will agree with me that T-B-I-T-B-O-A-T to Bitbo. The burbs is the best of all time. Always be burbsing. Hello, this is future Kurt. Past Kurt that you just heard was super stunned and didn't finish like five things he started talking about. But now Kurt is like, future Kurt is kind of like uh, half tired, half stoned, half really dreading having to record these pickups and put them in and then edit it and still somehow post it before you go to this movie. So anyway, I'm going to finish my thoughts now, bulleted. Number one, August 29th wasn't the first time I watched The Burbs, though. I hadn't seen it in 2012, but I did see it in 2016. And in 2017. I mean, I watched it when the Sale of Satan horror podcast covered it. And they pointed out a lot of great points and it made me think like, yeah, this movie's fucking dope. It's perfect. Front to back. So, but even then I watched it and, and like liked it a lot and got the Blu-ray and whatnot. But I still didn't like watch it every day. I don't know what happened August 29th that made me friggin' turn on the burbs and never stop. What happened two months ago? I might turn 35 like a week after that. I don't know. There could be a ton of stuff going on. Anyway, uh, don't tell anybody about the pansexual stuff. I want to use it to gauge who really listened to this and all the way through. <laughs> I think it'd be funny. Uh, oh, so Alamo is doing this Tom Hanks giving and Stars has a Tom Hanks giving section where you can watch the burbs, by the way. Plug Stars there. And I feel like was just getting close to jumping the shark, this whole Tom Hanks giving thing. I know it makes perfect sense. And look, the burps. You know I want to be burpsing on Turkey Day. But that's not how I'm going to celebrate it. I will be using Thanksgiving 2019 to celebrate another legend in the acting field whose name also begins with a T and ends with a Kissgiving. And that, neighbors, is Tim Atkins giving. I will be watching Tom Atkins films from sunup to sundown all day at Thanksgiving. By myself in the cave. <laughs> I don't know what the point of this is. I mean, I feel like if I did Tom Hanks movies like Rotten Tomatoes and Alamo is, that'd probably help out the old SEO. But I really want to make a t-shirt <laughs> with a turkey body and then Tom Atkins' face on it. And then I want to list on the back the movies I'm going to watch. Anyway, so that's how I'm going to celebrate Thanksgiving alone in the Kirk Cave. I have friend invites, which if I get sad, I might go do that. But right now, that's my plan. You wanted a zig and I'm going to zag. No Tom Hanks giving for me. No T. Hanks. Other than tomorrow. Or shit in four hours. Oh, okay. The Burbs ref in, in uh, the Night Gallery thing. So anyway, I watched it with commercials on INBB TV. I gagged. I spewed. It was gross. I said, get me out of here. So I bought the complete series on DVD. It came cracked and shattered like all DVDs do when you get them in the mail. What the hell? And I had to return it. Got another one, still cracked, but the disc worked, so I kept it. And I've watched like 30 or so episodes so far. Uh, I actually love the show. It's pretty dope. It's like more of a spooky horror than the sci-fi angle of Twilight Zone. And it's a little bit more rough around the edges and not perfect. And it's a bummer so much of the time. 
And there's this one called Brenda with this thing called the heap. And I want to like draw it. And I drew it. And I want to keep drawing it. But anyway, that's another story. But the point is, I'm watching every episode of Night Gallery looking for this friggin' painting that they used as Eric Klopek, as Werner Klopek's painting in the Burbs. And I can't find it anywhere. I mean, I'm calling bullshit on this trivia. Because I don't, I don't see any proof. I mean, I'll rewatch the special features, but I didn't hear it mentioned in there either. Joe Dennis did say, if you listen close enough, you can hear the tram going by. It's bullshit. <laughs> it's fun to think about. But I feel like I've seen it almost 40 times now. I feel like I would have heard it. But I'm not done with Night Gallery yet, but I'm watching all of them, like, with my eyes glued to the screen trying to look for this painting. Because, again, I want it. Do I want the painting more than I want the model? Here's my worry with the model is that there's like foam in there. So if it exists, it's probably gross looking and not yet. Anyway, there's not hardcore Burbs fans out there to restore it. It's like I'm bitter that people are such fans of Star Wars <laughs> and not the Burbs. But I, that's just a fair example of <laughs> the world I want to live in. Like, I want to know what Beskar is in the Burbs world. Beskar. Jesus. So I'm still going to keep watching it, but if anybody out there knows where the hell this painting is, tell me. Oh, and also, um, Kurt Cave, I said the walls were blue. The ceiling is also blue, and that is key. Because it's so dark in there now, God, it made a world of difference when you're projecting stuff with the white walls and then it's all dark blue. But it's a bummer because I can't put up as many posters as I want because then it's all reflecty. It's a real dilemma. Because I have more posters than wall space and more debt than brains. With the OCD stuff that I do, it's like your classic no cracks, blinking hard, counting in multiples of five. And I do this weird wrist click thing where I snap it and it like rolls over and it looks really weird. It looks like I'm doing like a witch's hand. But I do it so hard that it like kicks the letter A off the keypad. <laughs> it's nuts. And I want to get rid of that. Oh, I was going to do this whole thing where I talk about the Burbs for 14 minutes because to honor the fact that 14th place is what I gave the Burbs in 2012, like an idiot, like a, like a sub-moron you, <laughs> what else do you say? Anyway, I want to work on that stuff, and I don't have to walk in my apartment the same way all the time, and I don't have to walk in straight corners around poles. So it's good stuff. So that's the worry is that if I engage in this Burbsing, if I ABB always be Burbsing, then the other stuff will come back. And this wrist thing is not going away. Like, I seriously, like, snapped the A key off, and I'm like, what the hell? Anyway, moving on. I hate the number 14. If it was my choice, I wouldn't choose anything to be 14. No, sir. Give me a 0, 2, 5, or an 8. That's what numbers should end in. 0, 2, 5, or 8. Preferably multiples of 5, and 5 is the best number of all time. That's not burbs related. Well, I'll find a way to make it burbs related. There's five letters and burbs. Nailed it. Still got it. Okay. I'm going to go. Oh, also, I think I'm going to get the burbs tattoo on my right arm. Less hair. And I think there's more hair on my left arm because when I was 16, I had a cast on my arm for a few months because I punched the bathroom stall at Regal Cinemas because my dad wouldn't let me hang out with Evan and Tom. And he was like, I remember on the phone, I was on my little Nokia flip phone. And he, he's, this is, I always quoted him as this. I smell a rat. Nope. I smell a rat. That's why he wouldn't let me hang out with him, and it pissed me off. Because we weren't going to get up to no good. It's like when we got accused of smoking at the pool hall, when we hadn't that time, literally every single other time we were smoking cigs, because it was super cool. Smoking cigs in South Bend in the late 90s, early 2000s. Anyway, so like my left arm is hairier, and I think because of that. 
but I punched the stall, broke my hand. Evan ended up coming over and knocking on my window super drunk later. Maybe that's the rat my dad smelled was Evan's beer breath. But I did break it. But I, God, I really wish I knew what movie we were seeing. Fuck. I love that. I used to keep the, st- the stubs. Oh, the crap that I keep. Baby B, always be b b b b b b b b b b b b b b b b b b b b b b b b b b b b b b b b b b b b b b b b b b b b b b b b b b b b b b b b b b b b b b b b b b b b b b b b b b b b b b b b b b b b b b b b b b b b b